Today on episode number 572, part two, we're looking at how many strikes do you give a podcast before you tune out? The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Changing up the intro a little bit today, since this is a part two of part one. If you missed yesterday's show, go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash 572. To go to this week's show, go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash 572B. So everything I mentioned today will be at 572B. And today we're answering the question, we all want our audience to listen to a show, and sometimes we know we don't always hit on all cylinders, shall we say. We always shoot for our A game. Sometimes we land on our B game, which of course is still above average. But we want to know how... How picky are people? Now, realize in this case, we're talking to other podcasters. And maybe we listen differently than, you know, if you can give me some air quotes, you know, regular listeners. And so, how many strikes do you give somebody before, if you have subscribed to their show, how many strikes do you give them before you unsubscribe? If you're a person that just listens, how many listens do you give somebody before you maybe subscribe to their show? And the answer that I got, and I was not expecting this, if I had to sum it up in one word, it's depends. So I was at the Ray Edwards Copywriting Academy this weekend in Nashville. And one of the cool side effects of this is I got to see and talk briefly with my buddy Cliff Ravenscraft. You might know him as the podcast answer man. And uh, here's what his answer was. Well, you might find this surprising, okay. but I very rarely subscribe to a podcast. I am currently subscribed to, if I had to guess, about nine different podcasts. Okay. And five of them are the same podcast I was subscribed to in 2006. Nice. Okay, so here's the question. Then. So, But to answer your question, when I decide that I want to listen to a new podcast, it's usually because somebody that I trust and who influences me greatly, and they, whatever they say, I'm going to follow through with, if that level of an individual influences me and says, you've got to listen to this particular episode that I just heard, right. what I will do is I'll go find that podcast, I'll find it in iTunes, I'll look for the specific episode, and without subscribing, I will download that episode, which puts it in on the Apple Podcast app, it will put it into right. my unplayed episodes list, but it'll say not subscribed in the podcast. And if I listen to that episode and it blows me away, right. then I'll go and look through the list. Before hitting subscribe, I'll go and listen to see if there's any other episodes in there that appeal to me. And if I find three or four episodes wow. that absolutely speak to me, then I click the subscribe button, which is the only way that I subscribe to the How I Built This podcast. Okay, that answers the Because what we're looking for is either how many listens does it take to get you to subscribe or opposite. How many strikes do you give them to unsubscribe? Oh, strike, they only get one. They get one. Yeah. <laughs> they only get one strike, but uh, it usually takes about two or three hits before I get the subscribe. Awesome. And where can people find you? Podcastanswerman.com. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. Super nice guy. Always nice to hang out with uh, Cliff. And I got a message from the one and only Tim Dewey. Tim Dewey and I go way back. He does the Sled Dog podcast. Don't know if he's still doing it, but uh, it was always awesome because he knew in the U.S., unless you live in Michigan or Alaska, you are not listening to his show. But the people that found it were like, holy cow, a Sled Dog podcast. Awesome. 
And he says, here's my homework. Uh, so sorry it's late. I uh, had to redo it. One of the 24 dogs ate it. He says, unsubscribing. I don't think I've ever stopped listening after a, quote, number of podcasts. I haven't even dropped a podcast because of the quality. And trust me, many have sunk as far as quality. The reason I've stopped listening to podcasts, here it comes, because they offended me or because they don't align with my worldview. I go with the old belief that if I wouldn't have this person talking like this in my home, then I wouldn't want them occupying my ear channels. The ears are a very private and persuading place, and we need to guard them as much as we do anything else. Who I listen to, I become friends with, pod friends be it, shall we say, and I give a bit of my heart and soul to who to listen to, well, you become, just like the five friends you hang out with. He says, example, I was a dedicated listener to Smart Passive Income for the longest time, loved the content and the quality. Then one day, Pat started getting into how he meditates and then shared his worldview. I tried to continue to listen, but after a while, I kept hearing his Eastern New Age beliefs. I had to make a choice. Is this, is letting that stuff into my head, is it going to be influencing me? And if it is, is it worth it? So long story short, well, not too long, not too... (laughs) Not too lousy. Just the offensive, he says, will get you kicked off my podcast player. Hope you're well. And he says, uh, Sled Dog Podcast. He says, I reached 100,000 downloads. Not bad for having the last episode out in 2009. Yes, podcasting. People will go back and find your back catalog. He says, I think I was ahead of the listeners. Three times the listeners, or three times the listens every month than when I did the show. So he hasn't done a show in eight years, and yet his podcast is growing. Think how much your show would grow if you were continuing doing it. He says, dog sledders took a while to understand how to listen and to get the bandwidth in the middle of nowhere. Something to think about. So thank you, Tim. Always great to hear from you. But uh, so there you go. With him, it's kind of a one-strike thing. And if you say something that's offensive, uh, you're gone. Here comes Jen from Studio Chaotic. This is Jenny Kay on Studio Chaotic, studiochaotic.com, which I need to mention here was down the last time I sent you something. It was dead and it had to be revived and it's working now, so it's all good. But it ties in pretty good with my reply today because if I was someone who checked out websites on podcasts and I came across a 404, that would be pretty well an instant go away because that sounds good. So I don't know for sure how to deal with that. In general, I subscribe to far too many podcasts and I am very forgiving with new podcasts in particular, new podcasters, because I can relate. If it's a low number episode, I will give them plenty, plenty of chances to, to, you know, get comfortable. I mean, all this is, of course, if it's interesting in any way to me. And I think that's a key description. She's forgiving. She's patient. If your content is not boring. I have tried a few that seemed seemed fun but i realized after the first episode of two and a half hours of three guys 
sitting talking about absolutely nothing that interested me at all and they couldn't make me laugh even once, well, then they're gone right away. I don't have time for that. So here again, if you're boring, sounds like you get one strike. I got other stuff to do. One thing that I can't handle at all, I will unsubscribe instantly, is the mic handling. It just, no, I can't do it. Um, but other than that, I'm very, very, very forgiving. Mainly because I probably want people to be a little bit forgiving with me and my crappy cast. Take care. Bye. Thank you, Jenny. So again, kind of depends. Next up, we got Kyle. Hey, Dave, it's Kyle Bondo from Reckoneer.com, and I am the Reckoneer. That's the recreational engineer. It's like an Imagineer, only for recreation. And through Reckoneer.com, I have two podcasts. One is the Merchants of Dirt podcast, and the other is Get Lost Racing. And together, they form the the content, my digital influence, for helping race promoters build better races. We're talking mountain bike races, adventure races, orienteering, terror run, etc. And that's the place I live in. So I listen to a lot of off-road and recreational style podcasts. I also have a degree in IT and that's what I do as a day job. So I listen to a lot of technology stuff as well. So together with off-road racing and technology, I'm a weird, weird one where I can do tech and go ride a mountain bike at the same time. So I'm I'm that strange breed. Would you call it with an athletic nerd? Maybe that's a good way to put it. Anyway, I have a five point criteria. There's my nerd coming out in me of how I listen to or not listen to podcasts. And it goes a little something like this. Number one, you got to have three episodes in. I got to be caught up in three episodes or I'm gone. If you can't capture my attention in three episodes, I'm not sticking around. I don't have that kind of time. I can only listen to so many podcasts in the day. I listen to it when I ride my mountain bike or I'm out running or I'm mowing the lawn. I can only listen to so much. So if you don't capture my attention, you got to step it up. Otherwise, I'm out the door. Number two, I'm really a weekly podcast listener kind of guy. I like content to become out on a regular basis all the time. And although I'm not as consistent as I would like to be, I expect the content that I listen to to be consistent. So if you're kind of so-so or you're kind of a you know kind of a boring topic or you only put out a podcast once a month, I'm going to forget about you. Even if my app tells me that you've got a new one out, I'm going to forget about you. Weekly's where it's at. And weekly's about all I can handle. Daily, uh if four or five episodes, I'm I lo- you lost me. I can't keep up. If you're weekly, I can get everybody in. So right now I have 51 podcasts on my Pocket Cast player um, on the Android side of the house. So if you do weekly, I'm in. If you're doing daily, I'm sorry. I can't keep up. What's number three is annoying sounds. I listened to a podcast the other day for a guy who does endurance events, talks about training for endurance events. His cockatiel screamed the entire time. This is like two minutes into the episode. His cockatiel is going, rah, rah. You can't do it. Can't do it. Bye. Gone. And I've gone back to him a couple times. And each time it's a bird in the background or something strange going on. I just can't do it. And the same goes to to those guys who are like in episodes 100 or 200 or so. And it still sounds like they're on one you know pencil microphone in a giant warehouse where there's echoing everywhere. If you haven't figured it out by those that many episodes, I, I don't have time for you. I got time for you to figure it out. I mean, podcasting has been around long enough. The school podcasting has been out there long enough. You should have figured this out by now. 
So if you can't get your sound right, I'm gone. Especially if you, I get stuck on this all the time, is that you have a great intro, it'll sound awesome voiceover, and it'll go right into some echoey, whatever, echo chamber tube talk. I can't do it. All right. Number four has to do with content. I like topics and like tech and, and out, outdoors. You want to you wanna get me hooked? You talk about an outdoor topic, you talk about a tech topic, and I'm in. You start talking about politics during a tech talk or an outdoor thing, I'm gone. I can't handle it when people try to, to pigeon toe some sort of belief or some leaning they want to shove in there or some candidate they want to bash or they want to be negative about, about something. I, done. I need positive feelings and positive vibes in my life, and I can't handle negative feelings and negative vibes. And when people start getting into their political slant on a podcast, can't do it. Case in point, I, I love the first season of Serial. It was great. The second season of Serial, when they got into the Bergdahl and all that, can't do it. I'm a Navy vet. That is a very touchy topic for me. So when you get into to that kind of stuff, I'm gone. So be careful about what you talk about in your show. If your show is about tech, talk about tech. If your show is about outdoors, talk about outdoors. Don't talk about the latest politician or the latest scandal. I don't want to listen to that, and I'm gone. And, of course, number five, content shift. If you have a show and you have a particular type of content or a particular type of message you're doing, I'm and I'm hooked on it, I'm in. I'm all the way. But if you decide to pivot or change your topic completely, I'm out. I can't handle it when when you're talking about something and I'm totally into you and you decide you want to change your entire show to something else. Now, I get that some people's message needs to be altered and that some people need to go and you know refine themselves or rebrand themselves, and that's fine. And I'm, I'm, I'm thinking the Red Podcast is probably the only exception to this rule because I, for some reason the guy makes me laugh. And I think that is probably the best thing about content shifting is if you content shift and I like it, I'm in. But if you content shift and you pivot away from your original message, your original point of view, I'm sorry, I don't have time for you. And that's my top five criteria for how long I stay or don't stay with a podcast. Hope you have a great day, Dave. It was great seeing you during DC PodFest. I hope to see you again this year and wish you the best. Take care. Thank you, Kyle. Every time I hear your last name, I think of my family's 1974 Dodge Duster that uh, or Plymouth Duster, whatever it was, and it was like 90% Bondo. And if you're under the age of like 30 and you're like, what is Bondo? It was basically this spackle that you could pretty much build an entire car out of because back then they would rust back in the day. Anyway, moving on. I am was wearing yesterday. I was wearing my Corner Talk t-shirt, the one and only Darren Dake, buddy. Hello, Dave Jackson, Darren Dake with the Corner Talk podcast. And you can find the Corner Talk podcast at cornertalk.com and corner talk is a podcast dedicated to the men and women working death investigation that's right everybody in the coroners medical examiners even police officers fire and ems anybody that works death cases this podcast is for them and we talk about how to do cases how to do body exams how to take evidence how to draw blood everything you could ever imagine that has to do with the death investigation we talk about it on the show. And I've been podcasting with this show since uh, 2014. It's almost uh, three years old. And I had a podcast prior to that. And I subscribed to probably about 25 podcasts. And your question for this month, episode 572, is about how many episodes do we give a podcast before we check out? Well, there isn't an exact answer. So like I said, it depends. 
for this, but I will give you the three most common reasons why I check out. Number one, if I go to a podcast and the information being provided is not as advertised on the show title or on the podcast title. If I'm going to a show about how to produce YouTube videos and they're talking the whole show about drinking beer and fixing cars, that does me no good. So I'm going to check out from there. Number two, audio quality. Now, I am not an audio snob. I do want my audio quality to be good, and I kind of expect other podcasters to be good because I think when we all have a decent audio, we're going to bring the profession up. However, I don't hold podcasters to a standard more than I can achieve. If the audio quality isn't perfect, I'm okay with that. I want the content. I'm there for the content. Now, you know, if it sounds like they're talking through a tin can in a basement and it's hurting my ears or they've got the bass turned up so bad that it's giving me a headache or it's our jarbly and it sounds like they're a mile away from the microphone. If it is distracting to me, I check out. I don't give it a much more of a chance. I might skip to one more show to see if it's the same in another show. But after that, I'm out. And then, of course, the other thing would be loading the podcast with sponsors. Now, I don't care about sponsors. I think every podcast needs sponsors, and I don't have a problem with that. But when you are loading sponsors, uh, two in the front, two in the middle, two in the back, uh, or especially the ones that are auto-loaded where the conversation is going on just fine, and then it stops with some Geico commercial, that aggravates me. In fact, I have checked out from some podcast that has started to over- commercialize. Now, again, you want a commercial in the front, you want a commercial in the back, that's great. Also, if you will do your live read as part of who you are and your business, for instance, if I have a sponsor on my show, I'll talk about the sponsor as it relates to our industry and what that sponsor can do for them. You're not going to see in my show any of those generic blue hose, blue apron, all these things that are on every show. You're not going to see that because I only do things that relate to my uh, audience. So other than that, I give people three chances. I I want everybody to give me three chances. I give everybody else three chances. So if, if I cannot find a fit in your show within three chances, I pretty well check out unless it be for one of those three reasons. And again, my main purpose of listening to podcast is content, not entertainment. I listen to content related shows. So as long as I'm getting the content in the way that I can hear it and understand it, then I'm there probably for a long time. Dave Jackson, thank you very much for what you do. I appreciate everything that you do to the podcasters community. I know you've helped me a bunch over the years and I appreciate you. Have a great day, my friend. God bless. Thank you, Darren. And uh, in case you're wondering, uh, I usually go with extra large and Darren sent me a t-shirt and uh, fits awesome, nice shirt. And I was laughing because it has a picture of a dead body outline. And I think I've told, have I told you this before? When I was like young and stupid, like 13, 14 ish, uh, running around with my buddies, that was one of our pastimes. We would go buy chalk, go up to the elementary school, of course, because it's more fun to do this in front of little kids. And this was at night, nobody was around. Somebody would lay, lay down in the most truncated position we could. We would then draw around their body, making a dead body outline, and then it would be like, killed by Carrie Swanson's breath or something of that nature, which we thought was hilarious when you're like 14 years old and video games aren't invented yet and you're bored and 
chalk is cheap. There you go. So moving on, we have Dennis. Hi, Dave. This is Dennis Sarah from Evil Podcast at evilpodcast.com. You asked everybody, how many strikes do you give a uh, podcast before you unsubscribe? Well, answer is that depends. Uh, basically, I look at three different things. One, content. If the content's there, I can stay hooked for a little while and forgive little things that uh, might otherwise make me unsubscribe. Now, if the content isn't there, that's one strike. I, there's not, nothing, nothing to listen to if uh, it doesn't sound interesting or entertaining whatsoever. So that's one strike and you're out. Now, if they don't get to the content, that could cause me maybe two strikes. Uh, so if they are talking about their day and not getting to what they actually the podcast is about, I could unsubscribe, but I may give them one chance. But if I find out that every one of the uh, every one of the episodes is actually they take five ten minutes just to get to it, then um, I'm going to unsubscribe. Two strikes on that. Other thing I look for is audio quality. It's got to be pleasant to listen to a little bit. I know uh, we're mostly amateurs that do this. I'm included in that. And I can forgive some audio quality if the uh, if the hosts are entertaining and the content is there. I'll, I'll gladly stay aboard for a while. The only thing that would uh, make a quick strike for me on audio, on uh, quality, it would be uh, if you're actually in stereo and you have one person in one earphone and one person in another earphone when I got my earbuds on. I got a problem with that because sometimes I only listen with one earbud on. Got to jump in here. This is something that happens a lot. If you're working in a cubicle, something like that, it's you're allowed to listen to the radio or whatever, but you have to have one ear open. So that if your boss or somebody goes, hey, Dave, you got to be able to hear that. Ray Ortega from the podcasterstudio.com, podcastersroundtable.com, when he worked as a grocery worker, would listen to this podcast with one earbud in. So it's something that happens a lot. So I'm doing other things. I got other things to do on the computer, other things to do at work, and I only can listen with one earbud. So if I'm only getting half the conversation, auto quality like that, uh, that's one strike, you're out. Last one would be personality. Uh, this probably isn't brought up a whole lot, but personality of the host means a lot to me. I like genuine people. Uh, what can cause me to unsubscribe would be if they're wooden or robotic. Now, I understand we're amateurs, and a lot of us, and, and it takes a little bit of getting used to doing this. But if you're, uh, I'll give you a couple chances on that. So if you're wooden and robotic and you don't seem to improve at all, I'm not feeling the passion, I'll unsubscribe, maybe two strikes, maybe three. Uh, one thing that that turns me off, now understand that I, I'm, a, I'm an older guy, I'm a bit set in my ways, and I can be much, you know, a little bit of grumpy. So when I hear someone that's really, really positive, I know that sounds strange, but really positive, they sometimes it just turns me off. And if I think they're faking it, that really turns me off. I'll give you an example, and I probably shouldn't name names, but I'm going to do it do it uh, just this once. Uh, you work for Lipson, and I listen to the feed as well, the feed podcast. Elsie on there, uh, Elsie and Rob host it, but Elsie's a real positive person. And I'll be honest with you, the first time I heard the feed and I heard how, how just how positive and how energetic she was, I thought, I thought it was fake. I thought no one is that positive. No one's that energetic. And that, that kind of didn't want me to come back, but I, they had good content. So I kept coming back. But I tell you what, Elsie's won me over. I really look forward to listening to her on the feed. 
she is genuine. That's that's not an act. That's I can tell. I, I've never met her, but that's genuine, and I appreciate that. That's she's got a passion for what she does. In fact, so much so that I've become a fan of hers. I subscribe to her uh, she podcasts. So uh, even though at first I thought maybe you know not there, but no, uh, no, she's uh, real entertaining, and I do enjoy listening to what she has to say on both the feed and the she podcast. So, but those basic things between content, audio quality, and personality, those are the things I look for. And they can have two of the three, but if they're missing content, uh, that's, that's a, that's, you're out of, you're out of there one, one strike, you're out. That's it for me. Uh, thanks a lot, Dave. This is, uh, Dennis Sarah from, uh, Evil Podcast, evilpodcast.com. You have a great day now. Evilpodcast.com. Very, very cool. Yeah. Elsie Escobar, what you hear is what you get. She's absolutely genuine. If you ever meet John Lee Dumas and he is stoked to hear you, dude. Yes. Wow. That's him. He is John Lee Dumas is John Lee Dumas. Uh, let me think of somebody else here. Cliff Ravenscraft. When I talked to him this weekend, what you hear on, on the podcast is what you get. So absolutely. And here again, we hear that you get many more swings if you're delivering good content. The minute the content goes, you're down to one strike. Next up, we got Haley. Hi, it's Haley Radke from Adoptees On, the podcast where adoptees discuss the adoption experience. Sorry about my dog barking. Of course, she's barking when I'm recording something. I'm an avid podcast listener. And just to demonstrate this to you, I have 35 podcasts I'm subscribed to that are on my hot off the press list in Overcast, which means as soon as they're out, I will listen that day or the next day. And also in Overcast, you know, it has that smart speed feature where it will speed up silences. Uh, There's a stat on mine that's smart speed has saved you. 129 hours. <laughs> now, I don't remember how, how long I've had Overcast for, but it might be like a year, maybe. <laughs> so I listen to a lot. Your question was, do you, how, how, how many episodes do you give a show? I mean, how many seconds do I give a show? I don't have time for mediocre podcasts anymore. And so if I have, if I give a show 30 seconds, I'm like, oh, the sound quality is bad, or, oh, this host is not on their A-game, like, I will just delete it and move on because there's too much content. I don't have time for crappy shows. Oh, I'm embarrassed saying that because I'm a podcaster and I think about some of my <laughs> some of my first shows and I think, oh, would I give myself 30 seconds at that time? I don't know, but that's the true, true story. So here again, we're hearing that theme. Who has time to listen to crappy shows? Some of us are a little more patient. We might give them a couple more swings at the, at the ball, but in the end, we don't have time to listen to crappy shows. So Haley, thank you so much for that. Next up, we got Larry. Hi, Dave. This is Larry Bushy from the Going Linux podcast. I'm a long-time listener to the School of Podcasting, and thank you for what you do. My answer is, it depends. <laughs> and I really hate when people give me that answer to a straightforward question, but let me explain. In reality, I will listen to a podcast for as long as they hold my interest. 
or until the audio is so bad I simply can't listen any longer. Sometimes it's after the 572nd episode, and sometimes it's before I finish the first episode. So, it depends. Thanks, Dave, for making The School of Podcasting a podcast I continue to listen to, even though I've been podcasting since 2005. Thank you, Larry. Once again, great content sticks around. No content, bad audio quality. See you, bye. And Linux, man, talk about a niche show. I bet he's got people going, oh my gosh, I've been waiting for a Linux podcast. Hey, coming up, we've got a Because of My Podcast story from the one and only Ray Edwards. But uh, we've got one last, uh, how many strikes would I give somebody? And we're going to let Sean have the final word. This is Sean with the Slept in Government Class podcast, sleptinclass.com, with some thoughts. And you know what he's going to say. Here it comes. It kind of depends, right? It depends on whether it's a presentation issue or whether it's a content issue. If the And I'm, I'm generally pretty generous about presentations. You know, if, if people's, you know, have a little bit of plosive issue, I, I've got that myself. Uh, or if people have a little bit of little bit of distortion, a little bit of echo, a little bit of sort of empty room syndrome. If it's not too bad, then I'm willing to tolerate it a little bit, and and I'll uh, I'll stick with it. But if it's so bad that it just grinds against me, then that's it. One episode done because I I feel like the presentation in that respect is probably not going to improve. Or if the person's monotone. If they're just flat and there's no inflection in their voice, there's no energy, there's no enthusiasm, I'm done because that's probably something also that's not going to come back in a future episode. So if you're monotone, I'm done. You get one episode. That's it. If you have really, really bad audio, I'm done. One episode. Content, if it's content, I'll give it at least two episodes. Because everybody can have a day where the content is just not really hitting, where maybe they're a little distracted or maybe the content's just not that engaging. And I'm thinking this is kind of this is kind of dull material. But I'll think, you know what, maybe maybe the next episode will be better. And so I'll usually try two or maybe three episodes if if I'm not happy with the content. Uh, and and then I'll before I decide to dump it. If you have two or three episodes in a row of just bad content, then your content's probably not going to improve. Presentation, you get one episode. All right, that's my thought on the matter. Thanks, Dave. Thank you, Sean. And links to everybody's podcast, you can find out schoolofpodcasting.com slash 572B, as in boy. And I actually said Sean was going to have the final word. I'm going to take the final word on this. For me, in case you're wondering, if it's a new show... Whatever episode I pick better be a good one because I rarely, I was thinking about this. I, for whatever reason, if I go, eh, I'm usually, instead of going to try another episode, I'll go find another podcast. So if I'm looking for something on whatever topic A and I listen to episode three of yours and I go, eh, instead of listening to episode two, I will actually go and search for another podcast on topic A. That's just the way. I roll. And much like everyone else, I'll give you a classic example. I'm going to throw somebody under the bus. I've thrown them under the bus multiple times. I actually left them a review in iTunes that said, this is the best podcast with the worst audio quality. 
because I've I've been trying to get them to change their audio quality, and it's called Marketing School with Neil Patel and Eric Sue, and it's it's funny now because on it I would say about one out of five episodes they will give me a tool or a strategy or an insight that I go oh wow that was cool I didn't know that was and these guys are upper 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 level marketers so when they their nuggets are cool but on the other hand on let's say one three and five those episodes were great when I listen to episodes two and four and they're not great I am so upset that I contemplate unsubscribing again. And I think about this all the time because I'm just like, it's so easy. It is so easy to, and they sound like they're in the, the bathroom. I mean, it's it's horrendously echoey uh, to the point where when I was driving back from Nashville, yes, I know Bernie, Bernie doesn't like echoing either. It drives him nuts. And uh, when I was driving back from Nashville and I'm in a, a Prius doing 65, 70 miles an hour, there's a little bit of rattle and hum going on there. And when you sound like you're in the bathroom, I've got to crank up the volume like louder because you sound like you're 15 feet away from the microphone, probably because, I don't know, you're 15 feet away from the microphone. And so that was annoying because I was actually, their shows are really, really short. That's the other thing. There's another depends. If they're, I know you like short shows. Thank you. And, um, with because they and their shows are literally like five to ten minutes long, and that's another reason why I'm still hanging in with them. Because when I listen to a bad episode, and I'm like, ugh, and that was horrible. That was ugh. I'm only out like four minutes. If that was like a forty-five minute podcast, I I would be long gone. So I, it is a lot of of depends. But in the end, I think we all kind of like good content will make us stay in longer. Yeah, longer. Somebody, uh, if you can't hear my cat, he's, uh, yes. You want to, how many strikes do you give, buddy? If you're going to get talkative. Two, three. All right. He's thinking about it. Uh, he will not, he's, 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 uh, the, the cat is, uh, very affectionate because I've been gone for days. So I, I tried to lock him out of the office and he was like, not having it. I'm in there with you, buddy. He's been very quiet till now. And, uh, so yes, two. Two strikes is what you give? All right. Thank you. Hoofa. And um, it's like a child. If you give it attention, it it, it just wants more. See? He's just going to keep doing that. And I'm just going to leave it in. So we do have a because of my... So in the end, if we wrap this up, all you can do, all you can do is to try to create the best, you know, content that's going to inspire your audience to tell somebody else. That's kind of my bar. That's what I shoot for. And with the best audio quality that you can provide, and you might have a cat that won't shut up and you just have to deal with that because again, that's distracting you from what I'm saying to how it's saying. So that that's something I need to seriously think about because I can see where some people might say, I can't take the cat thing. I'm out of here. Strike one. Yeah. Because of you, you're, you're losing me listeners right now as we speak, buddy. And so uh, when I was at the Ray Edwards thing, they talked about reviewing stuff and they called it the cub approach and the C stands for confusing. So if people are tuning in going, what are they talking about? The who, the what? And then you is unbelievable. So if it was something like, 
you know, I can get you, you can start a podcast today and be making money on your first download. Well, that sounds a little unbelievable. And that will kind of go, nah, that's not going to really resonate because your brain, instead of it kind of just taking in the content, you start arguing with your yourself as you're listening, going, that's not going to happen. They can't do that. Are you crazy? Meanwhile, the person is still talking. So that's not good. So if it's confusing, if it's unbelievable, and then the B, of course, is Glenn the Geek's favorite word, boring. So if you are confusing, if you're unbelievable or boring, that is something you want to cut out of your content. So that's an easy thing to kind of a cute little, what is that, an acronym? When you're listening to your podcast, and that's something I've been trying to do, is I actually go back, I have the luxury of having 12 years worth of back catalog, but I will go back and listen to like a month or two ago, because I can kind of go back and listen to that episode with fresh ears, and I'm listening for jargon, I'm listening for anything that might be all the stuff that you heard today that make people go, ah, and tune out. So I was at this conference. Ray Edwards, if you're not familiar with him, you can find him at rayedwards.com. He is a uh, famous copywriter. He writes words. A copywriter, if you're like, what does that mean? It means he writes advertising. He writes words that inspire people to buy products. He's a marketing guru, kind of in a way. And he was talking on the stage and he started talking about his podcast. And so I reached up, I grabbed my phone and hit record. And it turns out I captured a because of my podcast story. And he was talking about how people have found his podcast and they've said things to him like, wow, Ray, I just found your podcast and I went and downloaded the whole back catalog. And then this happened. I got to know you by listening to your podcast and I just knew by listening to your voice, I, you're the person I want to learn from. So I'm ready to, how do I pay the $10,000? And they paid me $10,000 by listening to a podcast, talking to me on the phone, and giving me their credit card number or wiring the money. <laughs> so, free to $10,000. Sound good? Very good. You should try it. It's good. <laughs> All right. So, speaking of uh, audio that sounds like it was done in the bathroom, that was recorded on an iPhone sitting on a table about halfway through. But uh, So, yeah, he uh, had somebody listen to his show, and was listening to a free podcast and Ray turned that into being hired as a copywriter. And again, Ray is like top of the food chain. And if you want Ray to write your copy, you're going to write him a five figure check. And that's what happened. Want to give a couple quick shout outs. When I was in Nashville, got to hang out with some really cool people. And I want to say uh, thanks to David Hooper for letting me check out his studio. Dave does the Red Podcast and turning a, a walk-in closet into a really cool studio. And then uh, Dave and I met uh, Jennifer Briney, who does the Congressional Dish Podcast. Jen's been on the show. Dave's been on the show. And uh, Jen does the show where she actually reads the bills going through Congress. And if you're a U.S. citizen, I highly recommend that you check out her show. And then the next night, I hung out with Jerry Johnson, and he does basically Crazy Comics. This is a really cool show that he does with uh, his children, and I got to meet all six of his children, and his four-year-old daughter was just adorable. It just was like, oh, I cannot take the cuteness. 
and uh, his wife was there. It was awesome just to meet the whole family. So, Jerry, thank you so much for making the trip to uh, come hang out at. Uh, we went to it was some sort of brewery pub thing, and uh, I was slamming the root beer. Yeah, so that was fun, and uh, just thanks to everybody. It was great. And I also, lastly, want to thank everyone. Yesterday, I sent out kind of part one of this podcast and explained how I'd hit a deer. And uh, the update on that is I'm like 90% sure, according to my insurance guy, that tomorrow they're actually going to look at my car and say, yeah, it's total. It's a Toyota Prius. And uh, so I'm now sans car. I actually uh, got a rental car, drove it back home, and then took it back because I work from home. I don't need a car. And I guess if I need any groceries, I'll just hop on the 10-speed for now. And uh, there'll be more to that. But I was amazed at how many people on Facebook, uh, on uh, Twitter, on email, on my phone called to say, I'm so glad you're okay. And I'm very, very lucky. Uh, We could all thank my my invisible sky buddy for that, if you want. Or you could just say I was lucky. And uh, yeah, the... uh, the deer took out the, the pretty much the right side of my car and uh, I walked away unscathed. So thanks to everybody for your well wishes and your, your, Hey, I'm glad you're okay. Uh, that really on a, on a day that I was kind of stressed out and trying to, I'm taking everything from one car and putting it in another and that whole nine yards, uh, just, it helped make a, a kind of a crappy day, a good day. The hilarious thing is I took Monday off so I could, put into action all the stuff I learned at Ray's seminar. So as the old saying goes, man makes plans and uh, God giggles or however that goes. So uh, I did have the day off, which was cool. And and as the week goes on, I'll be uh, playing more with that. But if you've been there and done that, and I guess that's the way I'm going to wrap this up, is you'll hear next week when I talk uh, with Drew Ackerman, who does a show called Sleep With Me, and it's not that kind of show. Wait till you hear what it's about. And he talked about how he really struggled getting his podcast off the ground. And in the same way that I've never hit a deer before, I've been in accidents before. And, you you know, it's easy when it's, you know, you're in the same town. They just tow it to the local people and they get it fixed. I was four hours from my house. So, and I hit a deer. I didn't hit another person. And the deer did not stick around to exchange insurance information. I don't know what happened to it. I went back and looked later. He was long gone or she or whatever it was. And so what do you do? You just, you just take it. So it was like, okay, first things first, got to get the insurance stuff taken care of. So I called those people that night, called the uh, claims adjuster. He walked me through the whole process. I got to give kudos to progressive insurance, got me on the phone. And then we made calls together with me on the line and, called my bank because he's kind of like, I can't say that your car's totaled, but uh, your car's totaled. So we called my bank to find out what the payout was, called the uh, place where it had been towed, made sure that I didn't have to pay for the tow, and you just go baby steps. And then it was like, okay, we got that taken care of. I realized that if it's going to be totaled, I don't have to worry about it. If it's going to be repaired, they're going to tow it to basically closer to my house, which was fine. So that's, I didn't have to worry about the car then. Didn't have to worry about the payment then. And I was like, all right, next step is I got to get home. So I started calling different uh, places called Enterprise Rent-A-Car. And it was interesting because I needed a rental car to go one way. I needed to go from basically Cincinnati to Akron. And uh, 
couldn't find really as much as they say they do that. Not every enterprise would do that. Finally found one that was close and said, uh, you know, I will make it worth your while if you come pick me up because I realize you normally don't come pick people up unless they're like within 10 minutes. I'm about 25 from your place. And I would go to someplace that was 10 minutes closer to your location, except um, I don't have a car. And uh, they were very nice to come get me. So I appreciate that. So enterprise rental car. And uh, then it was like, well, do I need to, do I need to keep running this? It's like $50 a day for the car. And I was like, you know what? I'll be all right. I, I was smart, planned ahead, bought a bunch of groceries, got some cat food, I'm good to go until I need a car. And if I do, I'll either borrow one from my brother or I'll just get another rental car. And you just baby step it through. And that's kind of how you do it with podcasting. Because I've never gone through this kind of thing where my car's in one place and rental cars. I've always had either previously when I was in a wreck, I would just borrow my mom's car because I lived at home. I mean, that was many moons ago. So this is a whole new territory. And you just take it one step at a time. And I'm sure about probably two weeks from now when the checks have been cut and new cars have been bought and I'm listening to podcasts in a new vehicle of some sort, I'll be like, ah, you know what? It wasn't that bad. I'm, I'm where I need to be and life is good. And I think that's a lot the same way with podcasting. You, you figure out what you're going to call it. Figure out if you're going to have a co-host or not. You get a microphone. Figure out when you're going to record it, how you're going to record it, who your media host is, what your website's going to be. And you just go step by step by step. And in the same way that I had that that progressive uh, claims agent to kind of walk me through the whole process and keep me calm and let me know that everything was going to be okay, that's kind of what I do for you as a podcast consultant. I've got step-by-step directions for you to follow to launch your podcast so that it's going to sound great and you're not going to sound stupid and you're not going to spend a thousand dollars more than you need to on equipment. I'm going to walk you through that whole process so that when you get your show on iTunes, you go, you know what? That really wasn't that bad. And I'll go, no, it wasn't. So if you would like that, I would love to help you go out to schoolofpodcasting.com slash start, use the coupon code listener, L I S T E N E R. And just so you know that that coupon is not on the website. The only way you hear the coupon code LISTENER, L-A-S-T-E-N-E-R, is because, well, you're listening to this right now. It's my way of saying thank you, and that will help you save on your first purchase. And you might be thinking to yourself, Dave, what's the question for next month? And next week, we're going to be talking with Drew Ackerman, and we kind of talk about how his show has progressed over the years that he's been doing it. And so I'm going to need your answer. This will be for July. This will be coming out July 31st. So I will need your answer by July 28th. And the question is, and I apologize if you don't have a podcast, you're not going to be able to kind of partake of this this month of July's question. And if you're a new podcaster, you might be able to answer this question. If you're a longtime podcaster, it should be fairly easy. And that question is, what has changed about your show since you started it? And how did you come about or what inspired you to make that change? So if you're a regular podcaster, what has changed about your show 
and what inspired you to make that show. And be sure to mention the name of your show and where we can find it. I'm going to be interested to see this. And and part of this is going on. We talked about the the cub, right? The cub, the method of looking at your podcast. So that's kind of what inspired this. As we look back at our shows, what's changed, what's morphed, however you want to put it, since you started, and why did you make that decision? So to participate, just go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash contact. You can call it in. All the different methods are there. If you're emailing it in, and I do prefer audio, if you want to type it up, you can, but I really prefer audio in some way or another, just make sure to put 577 in the subject line, and that will trigger me to save it in my 577 folder so that on July 31st, when we put out episode 577, your smiling voice will be there. So thank you so much for tuning in. Next week, we'll go back to just having one episode. And uh, unless, of course, I decide to kill more woodland creatures. (laughs) And uh, until then, thank you so much for listening. Take care. God bless. See you next week. Class is dismissed.